Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, coming off a major win in Ray Lamb Stadium. The Tigers take the show on the road to Lincolnton. It is all on the line tonight in Larry Campbell Stadium. Win and your uh, region champs back to back. Number one seed at home in the playoffs. Lose and you could drop all the way to number four. And you may have to hit the road to Bowden. So there's a lot on the line in Lincoln County. We got week 10 recaps, week 11 previews, and we'll see what Uncle Sawn has to bring you about the fine town of Lincolnton and the county of Lincoln. Let's go. listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Let's start this thing off with this. Go Braves. (laughs) I told Doc, uh, for those unfamiliar, Dr. Carlton Allen, on the way up the bleachers on Friday night that I was going to find a way to work him into this podcast <laughs> for the fourth time in a row. So here it is, Doc. Uh, I know old Doc was pumped um, this past Tuesday night as the Braves took home the World Series. Everybody has a Braves story or somebody in their life that's a huge Braves fan and has been forever. I know I have more than a few with Doc definitely being one of those. Mm-hmm. I can remember going over to Carl's house, you know, late nights, and Doc would be in his office watching the Braves almost every time. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I know probably most of, if not all, our listeners are Braves fans to some degree, whether it's casual or diehard. Um, but what a night for Atlanta and, and Georgia sports teams. It's really cool to see them win the trophy and then the trophy come home and land at Hartsfield. Freddie Freeman raising it up the other night. So wanted to get that out of the way first and foremost. But now that that's said and done, Uncle Psalm, how we doing? I'm doing much better than I was last week, Dino. I uh, came down with a sore throat. You had the strep throat. Oh, it was, so it started. I don't know how I didn't get it. Yeah, I was beside you for a long, long time. I think it's because it was cold last night. And we were outside. And everything that that came out of my mouth was just frozen. But uh, it's colder. It's colder tonight. It is colder tonight. I'm more prepared. I got my cat over here jingling around. Got the collar on. Look at it. That's a good looking cat. But no, uh, a barn cat. So I've been trying to save money. You know, I moved to Athens, and uh-huh. I've been trying to save money. And uh-huh. I, I was sleeping with the windows open, uh-huh. let a little air in. You got a little strep throat come in and get you. Yep, uh, streptococcus came right in, landed in my throat, and uh, germinated. Speaking at you from the tree, just waiting on a night to to come on in. Yeah. That's how that works. It was bad. <laughs> I so Thursday night we were out here, and uh, I was I was fine. My voice was a little rough, but. I was fine, and then Friday I got to work, and I was just like feverish, and uh, like I, I had a headache, and like I looked bad. My boss was like, "You need to go home," <laughs> so I went home, and then I woke up just in time for the game, and I turned on uh, WJJC on my phone. I I didn't even make it home. I stopped at my grandparents and ended up in a spare bedroom, slept for about twelve hours, and watched the game. And man, what I saw. You know, I was a little delirious, but I saw some of the best football I've seen all year. 
from the Commerce Tigers this past Friday night. What a game. I mean, uh, offensive line just looked like one single organism out there while I was watching. And, uh, I mean, I, I know I was watching on my phone, but you were there. You know, what – what? tell us about it. Yeah, I was in the house. Uh, I'll, I'll do the, a little bit of a recap segment that we have. Usually you take this segment over. I usually let you work a little bit, but I'll, well, I'll, I'll get us there. I also love to tell you uh, you had to start off the pod by clarifying that you were sick as a dog. Like, you, you know, everybody, but everybody knows, Song, you're, you, you, we, we know you wouldn't miss the game. We know you're the biggest fan. We well, know you had a legit excuse. I, I would have come to the game, and I almost did, but I was like, oh, it's going to be rainy and cold. <laughs> we joked about you showing up at halftime. Really? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to come running down the hill. <laughs> In a blanket. <laughs> oh, man. Then we also joked about how you can't come to any more games. Yeah, I, I, so. I tweeted that out that night. I was like, well, shit. I mean, shoot. If, oh, uh, explicit. If, if this is the result, I'm not going to come to any games. Let's keep it family friendly here, Song. It's huge. Uh, so, yeah, we're, where we left off is where we always start. So, Washington Wilkes at Commerce, huge win. Tigers upset the number eight team in the state. Let, let, me, let me run through this quickly, give a brief rundown, because there was some stuff worth talking about, and there wasn't a lot of people there. I mean, it was a good crowd. Washington uh, Wilkes brought some folks up. Um, it was a pretty good crowd, but probably not as much as it would have been if it was like a the weather sixty-five degree clear night. Yeah, and it was you know the, the rain and the and the uh, cold weather kind of drove some folks off. But it did. No, go ahead. It didn't look like it was raining much during the game. Is it that was, the so the mist got pretty heavy in the third quarter. Okay, it got heavy enough to where I mean it would accumulate on your jacket, gotcha. which is which is enough to you know deter some folks. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and change field field conditions, which we saw some slippage. But mm. so the Tigers start out strong. Uh, you know, win the toss, select to receive, open and drive a statement drive, if I may. Uh, healthy doses of Jaden and Draylen, put six on the board. Talbert PAT was good. Dalen Cobb fired back quick. Deep touchdown pass, two point conversion, no good. Um, the next Tiger drive, tough runs from Jaden. Then Draylen breaks a big one down the right sideline. So this is when I knew it was going to be a good night. So Draylen <laughs> breaks a big one down the right sideline. Two of the Blue Tigers run him down, and the lot of them just go crashing into a ref. So there was a lot going on with this play. The ref, so the ref was already tripping mm-hmm. from a photographer that had gotten in his way. So he was hitting the back pedal, you know, trying to keep up with the play. And then as soon as he turned his body – there was a photographer there, and he tripped, and then he kind of turned it into a backpedal. And as he turned around, he was grabbing his flag. And then as soon as he grabbed his flag, he just got crashed into. So the flag just dropped <laughs> on the ground. I mean, it was an absolute mess. So uh, the three players that crashed into him, the photographer falls down. So you got three football players down. You got a photographer. You got a ref just in a heaping pile of humanity <laughs> down there on, on the on the field, just uh, heading to the – to the scoreboard, if you're thinking about the um, thinking about the field, and uh, it's on the home side, so they're down there by the goal line and just a big pile. And then almost immediately, the school resource officer, Corporal Dunbar, great great school resource officer, love Corporal Dunbar, jumps the fence in a single bound. I mean, first responder on the scene almost <laughs> immediately. 
I mean, like, they had barely stopped moving, and you just see Corporal Dunbar just fly over the fence. I was like, oh, man. This Storming is, the beaches. This is insane. Um, so uh, I actually rewatched this video several times on Draylon Martin's huddle highlights. Go for the highlights. Stay for that clip. Well, I, you know, when I was watching it on my phone, I saw it happen. Whoever was doing the camera work Friday night did a good job. Because they called it, and it, it did. It looked like something happened slow motion, like the ref was twisting up. Yeah. And uh, the sidelines at Commerce are notoriously short and steep. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about them, because the, the, it puts the fans right on top of the right. action. Yeah. But sometimes there's a lot of traffic down there. I'm telling just you, ain't it, nowhere was, to go. it was electric. What a play. And that that's, that is, that's when I first thought, like, man, this night could be something special. When that crazy <laughs> play, something like that happens, you're yeah. like, okay, this is weird. Like, that was weird. This will go in our something favor. Something weird might happen now. Yeah. Anyways, the Tigers go on to score even after the penalty for sideline infraction. So that's why he was throwing the penalty, uh, throwing the flag. Which was, So it was called on the Tigers because of the photographer. I don't think the photographer had any allegiances whatsoever, but we got hit for it nonetheless. Um, somebody had to pay the five piper, I guess. And after all that, it's uh, fourteen to six on another J- Jaden Daniels score and a Talbert PAT. Dalen Cobb, Washington Wilkes come back on the next drive, score, uh, but not after a tough conversion on fourth down. Uh, Dalen Cobb was uh, basically stopped in the backfield and had to fight for four or five yards there. Um, they started facing some stiff D, and that was kind of the first sign of maybe some things to come. Uh, Two-point conversion was good, so that tied the game up 14-all. Next Tiger possession, it felt like a big letdown at the time. It's mm-hmm. kind of This is kind of when you're like, okay, here we go yeah. again. Tie ball game, Tigers fumble it and turn it over in their own territory. D stands up big and turns the blue Tigers drive away. Uh, punt rolls dead just inside the Tiger 10-yard line. So in your head, when you have that flip and you think, okay, Washington Mutt's going to go score, here we right. go. Like, you know, now they're going to start pouring it on. The the defense being able to stand up right there and then this next drive, that that's when, that's flipped the game right there because mm-hmm. it looked like it was going to be back and forth and you don't really want to get into that Washington Wilkes. So that drive started and it took the souls of Washington Wilkes. <laughs> Commerce marched all the way down the field. They quite literally went three and a half, three and a half, three and a half, about three or four straight times before they got out of their own end zone, mm-hmm. which was just, I mean, just phenomenal. They go all the way down to the other side of the field. Uh, Washington Wilkes is extremely frustrated. They can't get off the field. Ultimately, the Tigers get to about the 10 and elect to kick a field goal for the lead going into half. Talbert PAT or Talbert field goal was good, 17 to 14 halftime. So I remember that from that, you know, delirium I was in. I remember the defense coming up big, and I was like, we haven't done that really all season where we've. We've put ourselves back against the wall with a short field and the defense stand up. Mm-hmm. And it, I was like, yes. And then we got the ball. And I remember once we got past midfield going back into the Tiger eyes, I could remember seeing on film Washington Wilkes defensive line with their hands on the hips. And oh, yeah. we were just rolling them out of there. And it was, it, was it did right. steal their souls. We talked about that several times. Like, and especially in the second half, which we'll get to, but, man, their defense did not want to be out there. No. By the end of the game, they did not want to play ball anymore. Um, but speaking of halftime, as we got Remy over here, my neighbor's dog, just <laughs> tearing it up, tearing it up. He doesn't, he doesn't like us out here. Also, this is probably one of the first nights we were talking about before we started the recording with little to no background noise. Right. So last, even though it was cold last week, we had the rain going. But this week – 
as I say that, the heat comes cuts on. But this week, there's no no bugs, you know, no frogs. There's just nothing. Yeah, we but, heard your cat coming across the field. I mean, he was no, he was out there hunting. But anyways, uh, speaking of halftime, beautiful moment of ha- at halftime as I began checking the scores. I found out Jefferson was down in a two possession game mm-hmm. at half. What a moment! Um, also, huge shout out to the band. One more time for the band. Uh, Commerce Tiger Marching Band, another electric performance with Halloween flair added to it. They have, uh, man, we've I've enjoyed the band all year. Let me tell you, you did some good tweet work uh, Friday night, and I watched that clip of the guitarist with that Michael Myers mask hammering that solo probably ten times this week. It was amazing. I, it it sounded so like good. It parted right for and right for him to go into the solo. What and, a and moment! At the end, it's like meow, meow. You know, it's it's it sounds like a, a that slasher. sounds like my cat a little too. Yeah, I'm not good at doing the mouth guitar noises. <laughs> you but had it, the air guitar going too there for the folks watching watching on a live feed that doesn't exist unfortunately. Maybe we maybe could get future. one. I, I don't know ring, if people want to watch us there. Uh, second half. Here we go. Um, Washington Wilkes begins with the ball, but they make a critical mistake, and they put it on the ground. Kamani Horn with a recovery, and the Tigers have excellent field position to go up two scores. He was pumped when he yeah, got that, that ball. Yeah, that, that was, a, that was a, a big momentum thing out of halftime. You know, sometimes you're looking for a little juice when you yeah. come out of the locker room it can and be sitting far around out. for 20 minutes or 10, you know, whatever time it is now. Um, yeah, you know, you need a little juice. That kind of mm-hmm. gave it to him. Another ref goes down on this Tiger drive. So now we're down. I didn't mention this, but – also, when the first ref went down, they had to drive the cart um, all the way across the field to get him. Apparently, there was no ambulance on on scene. So, wow. um, yeah, Jackson EMS kept them kept them busy all night. Um, but anyways, another another ref uh, goes down, and this time it was more of a it was a side judge, and he got, he kind of did a little he was getting a little cocky with his spot. He did a little little hop, skip, and a jump, trying to get over to where to see where the spot was, and then mm-hmm. on his on his on his skip, I think. So he did the hop, and then he was about to do a skip and a jump, and it, like his knee just get was it. His knee just went down. I was watching him the whole time it happened because it was a it was going to be an, a close spot, and I was right. like, "Where's this guy going to do this?" And he did that, and I was like, "What is this guy doing?" And he and he's <laughs> rolling on the ground. Cart had to come back out. Non, Big guy, non contact. No, he was a younger guy, slimmer. Anyway. Just- a non-contact injury, hate to see it. Um, so now we're down to just four rests out there. Uh, Tigers face a fourth and short on the 10 or so. False start penalty knocks us back to the 15 or 16. Elect to still go for it. Gar- Garnto looks for the end zone on a pass play, but is intercepted. Yeah. That was um, – uh, it almost happened twice. I remember he attempted another pass, and mm-hmm. they batted it down. Uh, just couldn't get it deep enough. That felt like a another kind of when you're think when you're at the game kind of felt like a dang like we really needed points there. But right. Washington Wilkes next drive goes nowhere fast. This is when they were struggling to move the ball and struggling quickly. Um, the mist started coming down a little heavier. It got colder. It got sloppier. Things started to seem moving towards the Tigers' side. Um, you know when it, when that mist started to get heavy, the field was you know people were slipping and sliding, and I was like, man, this might happen. Well. You know, after this game, and I thought about the pod last week, we hit a lot of things on the head with our our predictions for the game. I think you talked about how a colder, sloppier, or a colder, wetter game favors Connors. Oh, for sure, and and it did Friday night. So they went nowhere fast, but uh, Dalen Cobb was able to flip the field with a great punt, uh, but it was no use. Tigers marched slowly, dreadfully for the fans from Washington who made the trip. 
Uh, Jaden Daniels, again, caps off an impressive Tiger drive where the Hogs pushed him uh, down the field. Washington Wilts clearly frustrated at this point. Talbert PAT, good, 24-14 commerce. After a couple of personal fouls, um, which were, I mean, it didn't seem like anybody was arguing them too much, but it did seem kind of odd. But anyways, Washington Wilkes takes over with decent field position, but they put it on the ground again. So this was another weird situation where the so the third oh, quarter yeah. ended, mm-hmm. and then it turns out there was a penalty or something that made him have an untimed down for, to end the third mm-hmm. quarter. So on this untimed down, I think Dalen Cobb sent somebody in motion or something, and he was like looking at him, waiting for him to stop, and they snapped the ball and he just hits him right in the chest. That so, was tough for them. Yeah, um, great for us. You know that all season long, those kind of things had not gone the Tigers' way, the Commerce Tigers. But uh, this week, we got two turnovers. I mean, yeah. what a great, what a great thing! Some kind of miscommunication between him and the center. Either way, a huge turnover for Commerce. Another big drive takes him right down the field. Draylon Martin with some tough runs in there, and they cash in again with Jaden Daniels. Talbert PAT is good. Thirty-one to fourteen, Commerce up big mm-hmm. early in the fourth. So this is where. You get that that first hit of confidence, you know, the thirty-one to fourteen. It's like, man, it's the fourth quarter. It's thirty-one to fourteen. Like <laughs> yeah. this is happening, but then they trot back out there, and Dalen Cobb throws a dart to a receiver, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, they scored in ten seconds. Yeah. Never mind, this is not over. Was that the seventy-seven yarder? <laughs> yeah, that one. I mean, when you saw that play, when I saw it on film, I was like, this is why he's the number one player in the state. Yeah, well, it was funny. I looked at Matthew after he. Uh, after he threw that play, it threw it, and you know, it, it literally had only taken like 20 seconds. And I kind of looked, and I was like, man, this thing is far from over. Yeah. <laughs> they can score that quick almost any possession. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the suddenness kind of of Washington Wilkes is kind of what made you a little bit uneasy at that point. But it was 31-20 to 20 commerce, two-point trial was no good. Surprisingly, I thought, uh, I thought Washington Wilkes would go for the onside kick here. I think there was about – I think at this point there was like six minutes still left in the game or something. Mm-hmm. But the past, like, two drives – or Commerce has pretty much proven at this point that they can move the ball and chew clock. Right. So, and you're down two scores with, like, six minutes left. I thought it was odd they wouldn't go for that you wouldn't side. try to get the ball back right there. But they don't, and it actually did go their way. So they, Commerce didn't get very far. They faced a punting situation. Garnto booted a good one. Washington Wilkes started at the 25. Um but that was about it. I mean, the Tiger D didn't allow them to move very far. Quick shout-out to Cohen Thompson. Um, huge, two huge deflections on deep balls for the Tigers. Uh, Blue Tigers try a fourth down attempt. Do not get it. Commerce takes over, move the chains a couple times with tough runs from Martin and Daniels, and they get into victory formation. Final score, Commerce 31. Number eight, Washington Wilkes, 20. What a great win for the Tigers. And I, I, like we talked about before the show, I'm, I'm glad you put Cohen Thomason in there as a shout-out because he's had uh, these past two games, he's just made some incredible plays from a defensive back position, uh, made some good plays as a receiver too. And we really hadn't seen him yet this mm-hmm. season on the field. Number 30 uh, coming up big for the Tigers. Uh, we can get into some stats real quick here. Great stats this week. The stats tell you the story of the game. Um, Offensive team stats, this was the one that that jumped off the page to me. Commerce ran 73 plays this past Friday night. 
Washington Wilkes only ran 29 plays. That is ball control offense. Um, you know, you and I talked about last week on the show that sometimes the best defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what happened for Commerce. Yeah, we did mention it last week. I mean, hand up, which, I mean, I don't think anybody was really expecting this to happen. But right. I was the first one to admit that I didn't see many scenarios where Commerce could win that game. But I went on, you know, we both went on kind mm-hmm. of to explain the blueprints. Like, well, here's how they do win it if they win it. You just keep the ball in your hands the whole time. Right. Don't let Washington Wilkes have it. Because that's um, what we did last year. That's what mm-hmm. we did in 2020 in the second half that was successful. That was the best chance that the Tigers had was just playing keep away, putting together long drives, and scoring on those those long drives, which they did. Uh, the game plan was excellent. The play calling was excellent. And yeah. the players played excellent. Yeah, and shout out to Coach Hollers. You know, we've had some ups and downs so far in the 2021 season earlier in the season especially. But that game Friday night, you could tell it was well coached. He was pulling all the levers, especially on the the second quarter drive was just so impressive. I yeah. Mean, like every short kind of third down, he would run something else that would get five. Yeah. He would run something that would get seven. He would run something, then he'd just go back to his bread and butter, three and a half, three and a half, well, three and a half, seven, and or whatever. You know, it was It, it was looked really like good. for the majority of the night we ran two plays. Yeah. You know, uh, one with J- Draylon and one with Jaden. Mm-hmm. Um Total yardage, Commerce racked up 393 yards to Washington Wilkes, 233. Mm-hmm. Big shout-out to the Hogs, uh, 333 or 393 yards were all rushing. Yep. Uh, almost 400 yards rushing is a great statistic. Uh, and also, shout-out to the defense. I, yeah. mean, I know we'll talk about that in a minute, but holding Washington Wilkes to, just, I mean, really just over 200 yards total offense is awesome. Very impressive. Another great stat, first downs, Commerce, 20, Washington Wilkes, 4. Mm-hmm. 9 of 16 on third downs. Um, almost, you know, 5 out of 7 trips to the red zone we scored. Really, really great night for the offense. Um, individually, Jaden Daniels was a machine as a freshman. 38 carries for 230 yards and 4 touchdowns. Um, that brought him up to 1,271 yards on the year. Um, this past Friday night, he only got 6.05 yards per carry. Only. Only. <laughs> yeah, he's been at like 10-plus yeah. the whole season. So, it, I mean, it's just interesting to see that a freshman can withstand that workload. There was one third down, like a third and three, and I think it was on that second quarter drive where he was like dead. Like there was there was a line, the linebacker or a lineman that was on him in the backfield, then a guy right behind him. And he somehow he spun out of it, like broke it, like barely kept running, and like dove for and got the first down. I was like, dude, that is not a freshman. He has That's not a freshman. He has an unnatural in intuition when he runs the ball. His vision is supernatural, almost. And uh, you know we've seen that from the very beginning. But what he has developed shortly, uh, in, or in a short amount of time, is the physicality. Yeah. Uh, between the tackles, I know you know he'll he'll get hit and pop right back up. Lineman will be there patting him on the back, and they'll go right back to work. And yeah. uh, in the really in the same vein as this next player here, Draylon Martin, you see Draylon hammer it. Beautiful and Dr- transition. Draylon's got a, I mean he's got the cord the cordy muscle strength to do it. Uh, and I think I think Jaden's gotten bigger too. But Draylon had uh, twenty nine carries, one hundred and fifty two yards. 
for 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, he's up to almost 700 yards on the year uh, in a year where he's toted a lot in between the tackles. Yeah. Been moved around a lot. He's had to block a lot. He's had to block what faced he's a lot of adversity. He's been asked to do a lot. Right. Period. And, and instruct a younger running back. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you can see the coaching that he's put on Jaden, you know, manifest in his play. Um, moving on to the defense here, we forced two fumbles, thank God almighty. Yeah. <laughs> I've been – I've been talking about them t- fumbles and, uh, you know, go team. Uh, held Cobb to just 8 of 17 on his passing attempts. 71 yards allowed total rushing. Only six explosive plays to a team that is incredibly explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington Hooks was 0 for 6 on third down and was held to their least amount of points since their opening week loss against Laney, 20. Um Individually, Landon Worley uh, led the team in tackles. Landon is a standout defensive back. Uh, played really good last year. Played really good this year. Has a lot of confidence on the field. Five and a half tackles for him. Uh, Cohen Thomason, who we've we've talked about already, followed with four tackles. And then Jakari Huff, another uh, newcomer who has flourished uh, in the back half of this season as uh, three-and-a-half tackles uh, in the third spot there. And you hear those numbers, and you're like, well, that's not that many tackles. But Washington Wilkes only ran 29 plays. So, you know, you account for about half the tackles there between three guys. Uh, Ivy Talbert had a good night kicking the ball, four for four PATs and a field goal. Um, We had an even turnover margin, which is something we haven't experienced a lot, just seven penalties. Um, Yeah. I mean, implications from this game? One more statistic I wanted to add in there. Two players ejected from the game from Washington Wilkes. Two refs knocked out due to injury. I didn't know about the ejections. Yeah, there was a couple players ejected. Now, the first player was for sure ejected. The refs, you know, got him out of here. Mm-hmm. The second guy, I think he might have quit. I don't know. I don't really know what happened. But he got a personal foul and then just left the field. I was like... Okay. It's all maybe. This was late, late in the game. Like this was like right before Commerce got in victory formation. He like essentially got a personal foul, took his helmet off, walked off the field. I was like, and sick. <laughs> we we talked about this some off the air, but you see that sometimes from these from East Georgia schools. Like there's a little bit of a a culture in some of the East Georgia schools where. You you see players walk off the field. They sometimes. don't expect to lose. No, and they Which don't is, handle I mean, adversity very. They well. They don't handle it well when they do lose. Yeah, that's what it is. So, especially to you know, a to team commerce. that plays like commerce, they just play <laughs> hard, just slow. It's just like how are they winning? You yeah. know what I mean? It's one of those things. Anyways, how are we doing on time? No, uh, not great. But implications. I mean, obviously this changed the uh, the narrative for the season. Definitely. I mean, now you get it. We'll talk about it later. But now you can go. You can go win region. But, and it's um, a wall game. Let's see sure. how we're doing on time. Uh, we probably got to move a little bit quicker. We do got a great interview coming up that y'all are going to love if you stick around. I ain't even going to say who it is. I might say who it is. It might be in the title. I might not. I don't know what I'm going to We'll figure do. it out. Let's take a break. <laughs> As mentioned, we do got a little bit of a interview coming up. So we want to try to keep it, keep it moving. But we got a little fired up. Got to. We got a little fired up talking about it, so. Anyways, let's do, let's do the rest of the state. So week ten, around the state, biggest game. Well, one of the biggest games, biggest games we'll cover here. 
Number one, Cartersville, 21-14 to 14 over Calhoun. Cartersville led 14 to nothing at the half. Amari White rushed for 185 yards on 28 carries. Good teams win. Great teams cover, though. Shout out to the Jackets. Uh, I took those boys to cover. I know a lot of people didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, also, Potluck Pick'em ends this week. So this is a big week. Get your picks in if you got a shot. We are going to drop the uh, lowest score from your weekly total. That we are. I hear a plane, a low flyer. You can't see it, though. No, they ain't got no lights on, do they? Are we getting bombed? I hope not. It's got to be right above us right now, doesn't it? Oh, I see it. I see it. Barely. Dude, they have, like, no lights on. What? It's about to fly right over us, folks. This is great podcasting. It is flying right over us. What is that? They have, like, no lights on, dude. It's not a surveillance plane. You can hear that thing. I know a lot. They have, like, no lights on that thing. I can just see the outline because the clouds are starting to break. Wow. Wow. Anyways, Collins Hill, 40, Mill Creek, 10. Hmm. Collins Hill clinches region 8, 7A. Sam Horn accounted for 312 passing yards, 339 total yards. Mill Creek had five turnovers and only 183 yards of offense. Number five, Warner Robbins defeated Coffee. Middle Georgia matchup there, 22-7. to Lowndes, 35. Camden County, 29. I'm sorry again to all of our all of our listeners from mm. Camden County. Another tough one. Let me describe this. I'll set the scene for you. Trailing 29-28 to on fourth down. Jakari Brown throws a 78-yard touchdown pass with 13 seconds left in the game. Moments earlier, Camden County had just went for two. Mm. To win. What they thought was to win. Back-to-back tough losses for Camden County. Well, we've talked about Ja'Curry Brown a lot on the show over the years. The guy just keeps making plays for the Lions. Yep, heading to the U. But uh, it is, uh, you know, proof of concept down there at Camden County. I think that they're they're close. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting things turned around. Still can be hopeful for the program in the future. Number one, Buford, 38-2 to over Wander Barra. This one was uh, only 10-2 to two at half, but Buford took over in half number two. Cedar Shoals 42. No, no, no. Clark Central 42. Cedar Shoals mm, 21. Classic City Championship. That's what they out. call it. That's what they call it. Turns out. Jackson County 42. Greenbrier 27. Big win from Jackson County. Clark Central is in at number one in that region. The rest is basically up in the air in Region 8, 5A. Right now, Appalachie sits at number two in the region at 4 and 2. They play Jackson County this week. Eastside is number three at 4 and 2. They play Greenbrier, but Appalachie has the tiebreaker over Eastside. Jackson County is at four at 3 and 3. Greenbrier is at five at 3 and 3. Walnut Grove and Loganville are at 2 and 4 at 6 and 7, and they play each other this week. Wow. A lot going on there. The only thing that's for sure is Clark Central's in at number one. Yeah. Everything else is definitely up in the air, so who knows what we'll be talking about next week. It's wild that Appalachia is number two in that region. I didn't think they looked – I mean, so, I, I mean, wasn't we, there, we but based on them. what we saw, you yeah. know, I saw highlights, but you saw the whole game. I didn't think they were I – mean, it, it was an even game yeah. uh, in that scrimmage, and they must have improved a lot like Commerce this year. Yeah. And uh, shout out – Coach uh, McWhorter over there at Jackson County got his 300th win mm-hmm. uh, with that victory over uh, Greenbrier. I Hopefully guess Jackson County can, can get in. We'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, they'll get in. Flower Branch 30, Chesapeake 20. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not a guarantee song. They'll get in. Because at Walnut Grove and Loganville, I think, beat them. Stone, Stone, Cold, Lock, Jackson County gets in the playoffs this so week. So you're saying they're just going to win and get in. They're gonna if they win, in. they're in. They're going to get in. Flyer Branch 30, Chester T 20, North Oconee 11, Jefferson 6. <laughs> oh, man. This is my ideal thing, too, because Sammy didn't even play. Yeah. So it's just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry for y'all, Jefferson. What was so incredible about this Obviously, game? Obviously, what I mean by that is we always pull for Sammy. But right. like, when he doesn't play, <laughs> it's pretty easy not to pull for Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> But what was incredible about this game is, like, the weather was just a neutralizer. And North Oconee came out, and they wanted to win. And they 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 got two safeties. You know, you get that 11 points with two safeties and a touchdown. Jefferson only scored once. Just for what it's worth, Malachi Starks did play, but I don't think he's – that might have been – I still don't – I mean, I, he, he had like a – if he's healthy, he had like the worst game he's ever had, yeah. period. I, like Greg I, Ball included. He can't be all the way back. I haven't talked to anyone who saw the game, so I don't know what happened. He can't be healthy. But he did play. But Sammy did not play. Anyways, once they're all back fully healthy, we all know they're going to go March and win state. But it is fun to celebrate the little things. <laughs> Madison County 62, East Hall 18. Uh, I still th- I think we, we think we figured out that Madison County is still out of the playoffs. But yeah. anyways, Franklin County 7, Monroe Area 50. Yikes. Um, right on the nose on the line. How about that line? 43. It surprises you. Uh, Hart County, 52. East Jackson, 18. JL Lackey did not play. I didn't. At least I didn't see his name in the stat sheet. So, I don't know if he's still hurt or what. They got a big game coming up this week that we'll talk about. Oconee County, 16. Stevens County, 7. Closer than we thought. And we mm-hmm. do think that Region 8 AAA may sweep the first round of the playoffs. Um Hart could beat Monroe this week, and we might have a situation. But yeah. anyways, we'll talk about that later on. Elbert County, 38. Riverside, 2. How about the twos showing up? Wander had two. Riverside had two. Mm-hmm. And Elbert North Oconee had two twos. Yeah, lots of yeah, two twos. Shout out the you know ballerinas. Elbert <laughs> will get the two seed in 8AA and host a playoff game in the Granite Bowl. That'll, so be, that'll cool. be cool. Raven County, 56. Union County, 14. Athens Academy, 49. George Walton, 7. Athens Christian, 28. Loganville Christian, 7. Um, uh, single A, private, Region 8, kind of shaking out how you would expect. Mm-hmm. Loganville Christian and George Walton will play this week to see who gets the four seed. Other than that, it's predetermined. Prince, 1. Athens Academy, 2. Athens ACS Christian, 3. So, no surprises there. Class A. Public top ten. You had ECI sixty nine to thirteen over Bryan County. Number seven, Chattahoochee County, thirty to eight over Greenville. Number six, Bowden was forty one to six over Best Academy. Number five, Schley County, twenty four to six winners over number ten, Manchester. Number four was Metter, sixty two to ten over Claxton. Tough loss for the fruitcakes. <laughs> number two, Brooks County, seventy to forty one over Turner County. Just nice broke story. the scoreboard there. Well, Number one, Irwin County, 42-7 over Clinch. Region 8A Public, Lincoln County defeated Green County 35-0. Social Circle defeated Towns 44-22. Doubled them up, and the spread was 22 as well. Gotta love the math. Wild. Um, let's roll right into the preview. We can let's go ahead and do Week 11 preview. That wraps up our Week 10 recaps around the state. We only got one game we wanted to cover here. There's just so many that it's hard to pick out because, like, every region has a team that's like, this is the region championship. Right. So, 
there's so many, but we did want to highlight uh, Region 6 AAA because it is a big game for 8 AAA as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, Rock Mart, is on the road at Ringgold. So this will be the Region 6A or Region 6 AAA title game. Ringgold has gone from 0-10 just two years ago to 9-0 and this year. Wild. A big turnaround for them. A win would give Ringgold their first region title. Rock Mart has won both contests between the schools in 1950 and in 2020. Rock Mart will try for their fifth straight region title. Who you like, Son? You like the boys from Ringgold? Go ahead and get her done. And when you're in Ringgold, you're practically <laughs> in Tennessee. Yeah. I, it's a neat little town. Uh, I love the way it's spelled, too. Those, uh, there's something pleasing about mm. a double G in the middle. Mm. Yeah, it Catoosa just, County. It looks good. Going with Ringgold. You gonna go with the boys from Ringgold? Upset special. Turn it all the way around. They're basically in Chattanooga. Uh, I like Rockmart. I think, unfortunately, <laughs> I pull for Ringgold though. In our area, we got Buford on the road at Decula, Winder Barrow at Lanier. This is basically for the four seed in eight six A. So Winder Barrow still could get in. Habersham Central versus Shiloh. One last chance at glory for the <laughs> Habersham Central Apple Knockers, as they are referred to on this show from henceforth. Um. Central uh, Clark Central is uh, there's a lot of a lot of centrals a lot of centrals and there's a lot of parentheses going on here Clark Central 48 point favorites at Johnson and Gainesville should be an easy one for Clark Central heading into the playoffs Jackson County is uh, underdog on mm-hmm. the road at Appalachie Appalachie's a two point favorite big one for Jackson County Cedar Shoals versus Chesty. That's going on right now. I uh, don't know if we have a score on that one. Let me check. I got Someone's it in a tab. Check. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna keep riding through these. Flower Branch is uh, playing East Hall, where they're a 50 point favorite. Jefferson's a 31 point favorite versus Madison County, coming off a loss. Look out, Madison County could get could get ugly. North Oconee is off for the week as they get ready to head into the playoffs. East Jackson versus Stevens County. Stevens County is a 34 point favorite. Clark County and Monroe is probably the biggest game around mm-hmm. here as far as you know two top ten teams in AAA. Monroe is a 19-point favorite, which is seems like a lot, but I don't know if J.L. Lackey's playing. I, I think Monroe will, will cover. Really? I think the wow. boys from Monroe are real. And I, I don't know what it is about I'm, – I'm a Hart County fan, but I think they're fading. Okay. I'm just I, not – I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Oconee County is a 41-point favorite over Franklin County. Uh, Banks County is playing Elbert County, where Elbert County is a 24-point favorite. Raven County is off. Union County and Gilmer is a pick em. Mm. Athens Academy is off. And Athens Christian and Prince Avenue are playing, where Prince Avenue is a 41-point favorite. Any thoughts on anything? What about Cedar Shoals? No score? No score. Nobody's uh, keeping score down there's there. There's no, no score reporter on the scene. The world may never know. In the Class A public top 10, number 10 is uh, Georgia Military. First time in the polls this year. They are the Region 7A public champs. Number 9 is Wilcox County. They're going to Tritland. Is it a uh, Thursday night game as well? See if you can get that score for us, Son. I'll keep running down through here. We'll see if Wilcox County's winning. Number 8, ECI at number 4, Metter. I think number 4. They may be number 3. But anyways. This is the Region 3A title game. Metters looking for their third straight region championship. ECI looking for their first region championship since 2017. This series dates all the way back to 1923. Mm. ECI does lead the series 41-40-1. So really close series historically. 
Both teams like to run the ball and play good D. ECI runs a wing T, which we'll know a little bit about. Um, talk about that later. Should be a good one down in Metter, where it is, in fact, better. <laughs> what you got, Tom? It never gets old. I am still trying to He's still use looking. these cold fingers. Number seven, Chattahoochee County, is playing number three, Macon County, where Macon County is an 11-point favorite. Top ten matchup could cause a three-way tie in that tough region down there. Um, an 11 seems like a lot, though. Anyways, number six is Bowden. They're playing our Ar- Murchie. That's probably going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Number five, Schley County playing Central Talisman. Speaking of blowouts, <laughs> number two is Brooks <laughs> County. They're off. And number one is Irwin County, 21-point favorite versus Turner. I think they cover. That's a low-key good game, though. They're going to score a lot of points. I don't know if it'll be that good. You got pol- you got free ads going? Max Preps, always getting them ads in. What you got for uh, Wilcox? I could not locate a score. Nobody's keeping scores too cold. People want to have their hands out of their hand warmers. Yeah, and Thursday night, I don't think people have gotten used to the Thursday night games. Yeah, yet. it's it's a little odd. Um, but hey, you know, ref shortage. What are you gonna do? In Region Eight A, so we will talk about some implications mm-hmm. here, song before we get into the Lincoln County preview, which we may have a little break. Do we? Should we take a break right now just to be very very safe? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, no one's going to know we even took a break anyway. We'll be right back. Okay, jumping right back in, Region 8A Public. First of all, let's cover the games that are happening tonight. Social Circle at Greene County. Social Circle is a 15-point favorite to win that game. Washington Wilts at Towns County, heading up to the top of the state. Washington Wilts is a 27-point favorite to win that game. Commerce. At Lincoln County. Lincoln County is a five point favorite mm-hmm. to win that game. So let's that there's your region. Now let's talk about scenarios. Let's talk about the playoff picture from a commerce point of view. All right. And you check you make sure I'm right when I I'm say all this. Low. Here's the simple one. If commerce wins, they win the region. We control our own destiny right now. That's go out tomorrow night, take care of business. That's all you got to worry about before it gets complicated. Let's That's get it. Complicated. That's the easy one. So let's move to the complicated. <laughs> if Commerce loses and if Washington Wilkes wins and Social Circle wins, mm-hmm. Commerce gets the four seed. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, Washington Wilkes would win region. Lincoln County would get the two seed. Mm-hmm. Social Circle gets the three seed. Commerce gets the four seed. Yep. And that's all because of the weird way that these teams beat each other right. so far. So there's not there's probably there's not going to be any ties. There there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much going to settle itself. Again, another scenario: if Commerce loses, Washington Wilkes wins, and Social Circle loses, Commerce gets the three seed. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, Washington Wilkes wins region. Lincoln County gets the two seed. Commerce gets the three seed, and Green County would get the four seed because they get the head to head over Social Circle. Social, right. Another scenario, <laughs> if Commerce loses, Washington Wilkes loses, and Social Circle loses, Commerce gets the two seed. So that's another scenario where Commerce could host a playoff game is why I included all these. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, Lincoln County wins the region, Washington Wilkes is a three seed, Social Circle is a four seed. Okay? So Highly your, unlikely, but there's your. I think that's your most likely scenarios. 
those one, two, three, four I just listed mm-hmm. off. My ideal scenario, do you want to hear it? Let's go. My ideal scenario, Commerce win, Washington Wilkes win, Social Circle loses. Commerce wins region, Washington Wilkes strong two seed, Lincoln County strong three seed, Green County gets in, Social Circle doesn't make the playoffs. Oh, just to spite them. Just to spite them. After all that trash talking, it would be hilarious. If they oh, man, it. wouldn't that be great? <laughs> um. But no, I mean, you know, as long as commerce commerce wins, that's the best scenario. What do you think, Son? We're setting up a pretty cool, like, matchup in the first round of the playoffs, too. Like, and I, I, I talk about this every year, but I love the eight to six matchup because historically there are a lot of good public. There are a lot of like city too. schools in six A. Yeah, and. Uh, the same as 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 eight A northeast and, versus northwest. Right, got some long travel. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a good like you want home field advantage in that. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think we'll probably get what I haven't looked at the brackets. Who is it next? It gets complicated in the second round because you got to talk uh, about whoever yeah, we won. Can just talk about the first round for now. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it tomorrow night. I think I'm telling you. So whoever I. You don't want to be the four seed. No, that's the that's the worst case scenario. And Tron's come on strong too. Uh, they got a lot going on with Rob Brown. You've been seeing his name. Well, yeah, but the, listen, the three any three seed out of this region can beat Tron. You think so? Yes, I, I do think so. Especially if that three seed is Lincoln County. Yeah. Or, it ain't gonna be Washington Wilkes, but just if it if it happens to be. Yeah. Or Commerce or some circle. I think any four of those teams could beat Tron on the road. I think any any of these t- potential four teams you just mentioned could play with any team in that region. That's true, too. I think even Social takes it a, a four-quarter game with Bowden. It may right. be a two- or three-score game at the ba- end of it, but it'll yeah. be a four-quarter game. Bowden's good. They are good. You, you, if we go, if whoever goes there is going to have to play, play. a good game to win. Um, do you want to mention about the school bus ride tomorrow? Um, I, the school kind of gotten well they cut off they they quit selling tickets to it but yeah oh. we can we can say it i mean there there there's a bus full of fans going down i don't know if it's for me full but there's a bus yeah they're busing fans down for like a tailgate or something yeah there's I, gonna I be really read too much into it a school sponsored tailgate at lincoln county at 6 p.m tomorrow if if any of the fans you know if you get down there early enough to stop by and grab a hot dog i think that's going to be about what's going on but lincoln county's also having a tailgate uh this game has the potential to be a big one, like a lot of fans turning out. So it's it's exciting. It's always big when you go to Lincoln. We'll talk more about playoff pitcher next week, obviously. Right now it's just speculation. So let's get into the Lincoln County preview, and this is where I turn it over to the man, the main man, Uncle Song. But first, is this where we want to put the interview in? No, let's do the interview at the end. The very end, the after very predictions end. and everything? Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and turn it over to you, Saul. Tell us about Lincoln County. Tell us about the Red Devils from Lincoln. That's that's the first thing. That's the Lincoln County Red Devils uh, in Lincoln, Georgia. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even think to look this week, but are there any other communities in Lincoln County? I don't think there are. Let me think, check it out. Oh, there's got to be some other ones. Let me uh, check it out. I, Seals didn't hit us up with the normal, you know, he, what's he your usually, favorite community. Right. 
Uh, a little lost. Come on, Seals. The county seat of Lincoln County is... It's a very small county. It so is there might area not be, Oh, man, there's some interesting names that I'm too... I'm way too rural white American to pronounce. But these are also probably named for, by rural right, white Americans like me. Anyways, there is uh, Woodlawn. That one seems pretty pretty easy. Cybert. <laughs> that one's not too Different. bad. Ooh, this one's tough. Chenault. Chenault. C-H-E-N-N-A-U-L-T. Now, these might be unincorporated. There's another one that's like right on the line there of Wilkes and and Lincoln. I don't know this one. (laughs) (laughs) Beulah? B-E-U-L-A-H? Oh, Beulah. 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 I was close. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know that one. That's a that's a biblical thing, I think. Yeah, the only thing there is a Baptist church. So yeah. I figured it would be. Probably Beulah Baptist Church. There's um, uh, several boat ramps. There's a bunch of campgrounds. <laughs> There's actually a golf club I've never heard of, Rocky Branch Golf Club. I've never been there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, right thank you. Clark's Hill. So there's some of the there's your there's your little your little segment there. Thank Anyways, you, carry us on in, Saul. Uh, Lincolnton <laughs> is the county seat. Uh, they have a population of fifteen hundred and sixty six. The countywide population is only seven hundred or seven thousand nine hundred and ninety six. So I think that makes Lincoln County the smallest county that we have played. Um, they they are roughly Lincolnton is roughly the same size that it was in nineteen fifty. Uh, I think they've gained about 200 people in 70 years, 70 plus years. Uh, The county of Lincoln was named for Benjamin Lincoln, a Revolutionary War hero. Um, The major highway that goes through the county is U.S. Highway uh, 378, which, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with South Carolina, runs from the city of Saluda uh, across the Savannah River to Lincolnton and then on to Washington, Georgia. Um, thing goes all the way to Columbia, doesn't it? It does. South Carolina. 378, yeah. It yeah. does. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zip code down in Lincoln is 30871. So we've gotten into a different area. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting here in Jackson County, Madison County, Commerce area, we're in 305, which is based off of Gainesville. Uh, just to our south is 306, which is based off of Athens. Mm-hmm. And then south of that is the Augusta area, which is 308. So uh, Lincoln is down there in the Augusta area. Uh, the elevation dropped significantly from here to Lincoln County at 469, 469 feet. That's about half of what it is at Converse. This is another one where I expect you to be biking down there. So you're going to take your bike? Take my bike? Yeah. To Lincoln? It's all the way downhill. You ain't got a pedal. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't think I'm going to have time tomorrow, but it would be. You know, it'd be cool. They're going to have that Firefly Trail that runs from Athens to Washington. It'd be cool if they extended it on to Lincoln. Get down there by the lake. Oh, yeah. Take it all the way to the lake. Hop in a canoe and go to the coast. Uh, Your main economic ventures in Lincoln County are logging. Mm. Uh, It's the largest industry in Georgia, and it's huge in Lincoln County. Agriculture. And tourism, uh, and the tourism has to do with the lake. The lake, yeah. Carps Hill Lake, uh, you got fishing, a lot. Fishing, good fishing. Good fishing. Uh, you got a lot of uh, folks that live down there. Uh, Elijah Clark State Park is there. And also, for you rock hounds out there, people who like geology, there's mm. a really neat place 
that opens up twice a year called Graves Mountain. It's an old ruby oil mine uh, right there in Lincoln County. It's crazy topography. It actually looks like a, a small mountain, about half the size of Currahee maybe, in the middle really? of Lincoln County. Yeah. Do people climb it? I So, yeah. I went uh, a couple years wow, back. I've never I heard of this. I found out about Graves Mountain when I was at UGA. Uh, I was taking a soil, crop and soil sciences class, and my professor, Bill Miller, talked about Graves Mountain one day in lecture, and I was like, this is a cool place. Let's file this information away in my mind. One day I'll use it. One day I'll say it on the Potluck Podcast. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll say it on the Potluck Podcast. <laughs> so years later, this is probably 2017, 2018, um, I saw something about Graves Mountain on the internet, and I clicked it, and they opened this mine up two times a year, and anybody can go down there and mine for whatever they want. And there's rubeal, there's uh, all kinds of crazy minerals there, and people people mine them and sell them. Huh. It's, it's a really cool thing if you like nature and you like uh, rocks. It's a fun thing to do. You can take your pickaxe down there. Very cool. Um, getting back to football, we talk about Lincoln County's program history. Uh, the school. heavy, heavy program oh, history. One of the best in the state. One of the. I top, would say the. Yeah, I mean, you could say. I would the. say the. There's a strong argument to say Lincoln County is the best program in the state. I think you would meet some resistance from the folks down Valdosta. there. Valdosta. Lincoln I County would. At you. Lincoln County would you'd probably get ninety five percent of people to agree with you that they were the best small school program. Oh, for in the sure, state. that's no doubt. Um, started as Lincolnton uh, back in nineteen twenty two, uh, played all the way to nineteen sixty nine, taking a break in twenty seven. Might not be able to go to about Austin. <laughs> my travels don't. My travels don't take me to about Austin. They're gonna cut you out at the county line. <laughs> uh, I might have to stay over in Tifton. Yeah, walk in. <laughs> Uh, 47 seasons as Lincolnton, uh, won 229 games to uh, 155 losses in 22 ties. That's 59.1 winning percentage. But uh, had some success down there at the Class C level. They uh, they won three state titles from 1960 to 1963. Uh, Buddy Buford, uh, you know, if you've been to Lincoln County Stadium before, you know it's Buddy Buford Field. At Larry at uh, Larry Campbell Stadium, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Buddy Buford coached that nineteen sixty team. He was there for four years, starting in uh, fifty seven, and they won four region titles as Lincolnton. Then in nineteen seventy, uh, it was the, it, the county. I guess the county schools consolidated and formed Lincoln County High School. Um, you had Lincoln County renamed in nineteen seventy, and it's been that way since. Uh, for 52 seasons. So next season will be the 100th season of Lincoln County football. Um, but as Lincoln County, the team has went an insane five, – they've won 540 games to only uh, 127 losses and five ties. That's an 80.7% winning percentage over 52 seasons. Uh, 11 state titles, 33 region titles, Um Let's see. Oh, they they played in a couple different regions. You know, you think about the old 7A. Lincoln County was down there with Washington Wilkes. And then before then, they were in 4 Class A. Um, but we, we've never played in the same region as Lincoln County. 
which I thought is a little surprising because mm-hmm. um, we're, we're in the same region with them now, and we've been playing football for a long time. Um, but it, it never happened. There used to be a lot more Class A schools in North Georgia. Um, when you talk about Lincoln County, the, the first thing you have to talk about is Coach Larry Campbell, uh, the winningest high school football coach in the state of Georgia, uh, won all uh, – 11 state titles for Lincoln County and 33 region titles, 477 victories in 42 seasons. Um, I always sit down and try to figure out, like, what a program's best season was. (laughs) And with Lincoln County, you just don't know. I mean, they've had so many. Uh, So I picked a best stretch of 10 years, Um, 1985 to 1995, they went 15-0 and five times during that stretch. And that's actually 11 seasons. But uh, 15-0 and five times. Wild. Um, since Coach Campbell, they've had uh, a few coaches, I think three, three or four. Uh, the current coach is Lee Chompkins. He's in his second season. Um, he is 117-70 and 70 overall as head coach. Uh, coached at Vidalia. For a while, um, and he's thirteen and eight at Lincoln County. Um, looking at the Commerce Lincoln County series, this is a rivalry. Uh, it's a weird rivalry because it's not a region rivalry necessarily, except for the past two years. Um, but both sides consider this a rivalry. Um, it's been played nineteen times, with Lincoln County winning fourteen. And Commerce only winning five, which makes it even stranger that it's a rivalry because it's pretty one-sided. Um, the first game was played in 1986. It was a home loss for the Tigers, 13-6. Um, to six. And then the most recent game was played last year, which was a home win for the region championship to clinch it 17-7. to seven. There have been many close games uh, through the years. There have been eight one-score games. Uh, between Commerce and Lincoln County. And actually, in the in the Prickett files this week, I'm not going to go into the list, but uh, Coach Prickett makes a note of, like, all the close games in the series, and he, he talks about, like, the flow of the game, and it's always, like, late touchdown keeps Tigers from the victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two fourth-quarter long drives for Lincoln County wins the game, yeah. you know. <clears throat> so it's always a close game. And it was dominated by the Coach Savage-Coach Campbell matchup. 19 times we've played, 14 of those games was, was Coach uh, Savage versus Coach Campbell. Um, nine times out of the 19, this was a top 10 matchup. So that's pretty significant. Um, and Commerce won four games in a row uh, from 2000 to 2002. Two of those games coming in the 2000 season when we beat Lincoln County and Buford twice in the same season. <clears throat> but since then, things had been pretty one-sided. Lincoln County had won nine games in a row until we broke that streak last year. Commerce had gotten close several times, but just couldn't get over the hump. Um, when we look at this 2021 season, it's been – it's not the Lincoln County seasons of old, but they've had a successful year. Uh, they've got a shot for the region title. Uh, still, they beat Bryan County in their first game, twenty-two to nothing. Then went on to beat Westside Augusta, twenty-three to seventeen. 
They lost to Laney, just like Washington Wilkes, 20-14. to 14. Beat Harlem, 36-29. Uh, to 29, And then up to New York and beat them. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I was thinking that when I typed it. <laughs> beat the Globetrotters. Had to go. <coughs> uh, then they, they lost at home versus Elbert County uh, by a score that was very similar to the Commerce score. Uh, twenty eight to sixteen, beat Towns County, forty three to twelve. Uh, beat Social Circle, twenty eight to twenty seven, and then lost most recently to Washington Wilkes, uh, forty four. Or no, this was two weeks ago. They beat Washington Wilkes forty four to thirty six, and then they beat Green County last week, mm-hmm. thirty five to nothing. Yep. Um, got a lot of good players down there in Lincolnton. Always have. Prob- I hope they always will. Um, the first guy that makes their team go this year is one of the guys that made our team go last year. Uh, quarterback, junior quarterback Trey Huff also plays free safety and walks up and plays linebacker some. Uh, had a great year down there for him. He will definitely be playing linebacker tomorrow night. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're going to stack that box, baby. Oh, yeah. They will. They will. They always do. Yeah. Um, 43 out of 77 attempts on uh, passing this year for Trey, uh, 686 yards, um, really efficient with the ball just like he was for us, uh, six touchdowns with one interception. He has 73 carries for 431 yards and nine touchdowns on the ground, so over 1,000 yards combined total offense for Trey. Uh, Tevin Gartrell, if you remember – the Red Devils last year, he was a big player for them, number five mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, he's a senior now, running back, linebacker. <coughs> 116 carries, uh, 956 yards, nine touchdowns. It all works out to 8.2 yards per carry for the senior. Uh, I expect him and Trey to be probably 75 to 80% of their offense, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, because you got to f- factor in guys like Franklin Brown. He's a junior wide receiver, uh, quarterback, who's had a significant amount of yards this season, 332 receiving on 24 receptions and two touchdowns. Um, one thing about Lincoln County is you hear a lot of the same last names over the years. This next guy, his name is Brentson Hurst. Mm. Uh, remember Garrison Hurst, this guy's probably related to him. Got to be. Uh, junior offensive tackle, defensive tackle, big guy. Ten pancakes on the season and 22 tackles as well. Uh, they also have a pair of offensive linemen, uh, Owens and Zellers, who have 11 pancakes apiece. So those are some guys to watch out for tomorrow night. Um, Dino, you got any thoughts, any questions oh, we man, want to I'm talk about? I'm just ready about? to get down the Lincolnton song. I am too, man. I've been thinking about it all week. This This <laughs> – it's been fun this week. That's the thing after that Washington-Wilkes game. Like, in Gaddis, when he sent us the stats in his email, he said, you know, I went home and worked up stats really quick. I was super excited after the game. And uh, I think at some points this year, we were not as exciting as probably we have been in the past. And it was just – it's been a tough se- – it was a tough season early on. I think – we got a chance, you know, to go win region again, back-to-back region champ, champions, possibly. Um, it's first time since 99-2000. And we be. were talking before the show, I think if you told anybody 
you know, driving home from Pickens, if I could have came into all the Tiger fans' radio all at the same time, been like, look, they're going to be going to Lincolnton with a chance to win the region. I think everybody would have been like, that's a good deal. I'll take that deal. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll take that deal. So, um, yeah, gosh. Last week's win just set this one up for a big game. I mean, I think it's going to be close. Obviously, both these teams just love to, to run the ball and play good defense. Uh, it's going to be a good game. The questions will be what they always are. I mean, even though I think the turnover margin was a tie last week. Is that yeah. right? 2-2. Two, two. It took some luck to get it to a tie, though. You yeah. know, the Dalen Cobb snap on the untimed down uh-huh. was lucky. Yeah. Uh, and our defense bailed us out and when there we was turned the ball over. The penalty, the one penalty I, that I thought about was the when it was fourth and short, and, there, and the Tigers were going for it, you know, in the third, in the false start. Then you're back fourth and six, you throw a pick, you know. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones that had, all season had kind of hurt us, you know. So there's certainly still some things to clean up, self-inflicted mistakes. Yeah. But, you know, if the defense can play as good as they did last week, those self-inflicted mistakes didn't hurt us as much. Yeah. And I guess one question is, is who who can control the ball? Because Commerce and Lincoln County have similar strategies offensively. Man, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, just – Three and outs, a lot of like two first downs and punts. Yeah, a lot of like going for it on fourth and like kind of that medium of the field. I wouldn't be surprised if the ball stayed between like the thirties, like for a, a while, because I think both these are good, both defenses are good, and both offenses want to do the same thing. I think one thing we will see an element that we'll see from Lincoln County that we will expect, but probably not. I think they'll do it a little bit more than we expect. Is I think they'll pass the ball. I think really? Trey's a he's a competent passer, and I think that working Gar uh, Gartrell out of the backfield and Franklin Brown and some of the other guys they have, I think they'll open up the playbook. Maybe come out with you know a trick play or two. Well, I can give you a weather report for all the fine folks listening that might be going on the way down there. You're gonna need to bring a coat. I'm uh, shivering the highs right tomorrow in Lincolnton should get about 55. It's gonna be partly cloudy, but by the time the ball's kicked, it's gonna be probably about 50. And then once, you know, you're into the game, it's going to be high 40s, mid 40s. So bring you a jacket, bring you some hand warmers, you know, some good, nice, nice socks. I'm a, I'm a big believer in socks. When it gets cold, it's important. socks are so important. Long handles, too. I'd, I'd wear, I'm, I'm going to wear my long johns tomorrow. I'm going to wear long johns. Yeah, your first layer is key. Yeah. Your first layer is key. That's all there is to that. I might bring my hand warmer. Yeah. Be good. Look like a quarterback out there. <laughs> Put my phone in there when I'm tweeting. That'd be good. I mean, that's important this time of year. Yeah, you got to keep them hands warm. You got to keep them, them Twitter fingers warm. It's, it's tougher than people think. Predictions? You want me to go first? Man, I, I haven't made a prediction in three weeks. One has been a loss, one was a win. So maybe I should just roll the dice again. Okay, I'll, I'll take a prediction. Go ahead. What you got? Commerce. Hope. Oh. 24. Oh! Lincoln County. 19. Oh, look at him go, Uncle Son. I love that score, by the way. Back-to-back region champs. That's a great score. I appreciate it. I think it's I a reverse cover. I love that score. I think it's a reverse cover. That would not be a reverse cover. but Would it not? We're, you're not a gambler, I know. Uh, We're five-point dogs. So, Commerce will have to win by five for it to be a reverse cover. Well, that would be. You Commerce, said 21 to 19. I said 24 to 19. Oh, I like 21 better. 
But twenty four uh, is okay too. I think we get down to and uh Yeah, that would be a that'd be, uh, that'd be a it wouldn't be a cover, but yes. <laughs> I, I know where you're heading. It would need to be twenty five to nineteen to cover. You would you if you bet a reverse cover, you'd you would you would hit even there. Okay. You would not get paid, but you would get your money back. Okay. Well good to know. Learn something tonight, <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> I well, love that. I love that. Low 20s, you know, type game. You're looking at three touchdowns from either team, maybe one more good drive and get yeah. a field goal out of, out of Ivy Talbert. I think it'll be a lot like that game we saw in 2019 down there, second round of the playoffs. Uh, <sighs> tough, tough That was a tough that loss. Tough we were up loss. at the half. I was – and. I was already checking scores. Right. You know, I was I was checking scores. The game looked good. It looked it like it was gonna be good. Colton Willis had a great night. When's for... the last time we won at Lincoln County? Was that in there somewhere? Did we already mention that? No, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was two thousand and one. Uh we went down there and, and won, I think. I don't know if I've ever been down there and won. I don't know if I was there. I was I don't think I was there either. I know I wasn't there. Um but we got a great interview coming up. Uh I had the chance to sit down earlier today with legendary Commerce High School football coach Steve Savage and his son Jesse. And And, uh, we talked some football, and that's what we got coming up next. We figured the week of Lincoln County, there's no better person to bring on than Coach Steve Savage. Y'all are going to enjoy this. Welcome in to the Potluck Podcast, uh, Field Edition. I'm Mason Westmoreland, your host today. And I'm joined by two special guests. Uh, we welcome back Mr. Jesse Savage, uh, potluck contributor. Jesse, how are we doing today? Good, doing good. And then our second guest for today uh, needs no introduction, but we'll introduce <laughs> him anyways. Uh, head coach Steve Savage, former head coach of the Commerce Tigers. How are we doing today, coach? I'm doing good, Mason. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go with this. Well, good. I. I was really excited about doing this interview because, you know, Commerce is playing Lincoln County tomorrow, and I couldn't think of anyone who would know that series better than you. Uh, I think Commerce has played Lincoln County 19 times, and I think you were the coach 14 of them. So, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize we'd played 14 times. I, I think I did my math right there. Uh, uh, you know, we are known for fake news on this show. Well, you've been called out on it anyway. <laughs> but uh, it's it's an interesting series because Commerce and Lincoln County is is almost a rivalry. Uh, maybe it is a rivalry. But I think it is, yeah. You know, we've never been in the same region until the last two seasons. Uh, what What makes this series so meaningful in that way? Well, the first time we played them was in 1987, I believe. And, uh, of course, now during the 80s, uh, Coach Campbell uh, had a really good run during the mm-hmm. 80s. He had a span in there where we won 40-something games in a row. Oh, wow. So that's uh, how many people's done that. And uh, and they've had 11 state championships down there. Yeah. So at any rate, we played them in uh, 87 at Commerce. And we had a really good football team. Might have been 86, but I'm thinking 87. And uh, I remember taking the ball down the field, and, and we got caught. We thought we'd scored, but they marked us on the cotton picking about one each line. <laughs> Next play, we ran the inside belly, and they had a defensive end that 
we fumbled it and he he got it like a vacuum cleaner and uh, went 90 something yards faster than anybody we had oh so, my gosh uh and beat us i don't know seemed like the score was 10 to 7 or something like that was that garrison hearst no was... the next year was garrison hearst 88 and uh, we didn't have a bad team but we wasn't as good as we were in 87. okay and uh, uh lincoln we played at lincoln in my first trip ever down there and i remember coming around the side of the gym we didn't have that field house. Everybody dressed in the gym. Uh, they were in one part dressing room. We were in another. And had a big old linebacker by the name of Douglas. And they had another linebacker that looked just the same. <laughs> they both went to Georgia. Mm. And uh, and then they had Garrison Hurst. We didn't know about Garrison Hurst. We knew about him, but, I mean, he was a freshman. Yeah. yeah. And 320-something yards later, uh, I don't think they had to wash his uniform because we never put him on the ground. Wow. He was really good. It's funny you mentioned that game. I I think my mother was actually a cheerleader that year. It was when, around when she was in high school. Is that right? And uh, she she has my whole family went to that game, and all they said was it was just Garrison Hurst up and down the field track the the whole night. Uh, he was uh, he he was very special. Yeah. And then you got those two linebackers sitting in there. Well, did one of them play fullback? Uh, may have, didn't matter. Uh, I mean, Garrison Hurst could have put him out there by himself without blockers. We probably couldn't tackle him. Wow. He was he was pretty good. Well, you know, you mentioned players uh, like Garrison Hurt, and, and I think uh, the linebacker's name his name is Kurt, wasn't it? Kurt I Douglas. Think like, well, he was Douglas. I, I don't. It could have been Kurt. Yeah. But I, I did a little research, and Lincoln County has had 130 All-State players since 1970. Yeah. Uh, many of those players have gone on to have successful collegiate careers and, like Garrison Hurst, even successful profes- professional careers. Um, other than those players that you mentioned, which players stand out the most and why? Players that they've had? Yeah. Uh well, I mean, I just told you about Douglas and and uh, Hurst. Right. Uh, I mean, they've had, they had a big defensive end down there. I think his name was Wynn. Yeah. 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 And, and he was, I remember and he had a brother that was a quarterback. Yeah, and he was uh, – uh, he, he went on to play at Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we – you know, we try to read him. We try to do some th- – I knew we were in trouble. Uh, when You know, just – most time when you get one like that, you just try to read him and go – but, I mean, he'd play everybody on, over on that side. And we played them at that time with him. Uh, that's when uh, Monte Williams, I guess it was his sophomore year. Yeah, it was his sophomore year that he broke his, uh, got his leg broke in the Lovett game. Okay. So we were in the playoffs and playing Lincoln. And then without him, and we would – you know, we was we were gonna struggle a little bit. We just didn't have we didn't have but a week to get ready for him. Right. Plus, when you got a guy like him, <laughs> well, I always remember that linebacker in two thousand six, front number ten. Yeah. Him and then those Norman brothers. Yeah. Always had a Norman down there. <laughs> that it's funny when you go and oh, you there's look. There's always a win too. Yeah. Yeah, wins and the Normans, and then there's a set set or two of Browns down there that you look at the all state list and it's just like yeah. name after name after name. And then Brandon Barden. Yeah. He was good. Well, that was 2005. Yeah. 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 And he they once get uh, that was the year they played Washington Wilkes in. Lincoln for the state championship. Yeah, which that would was have been a wild game, game, I guess. 
That was the one where they I put the, that was the fence in yeah, the middle between the two of them. Crazy to go to. Uh, well, talking about players, that's that's one thing that makes Lincoln County unique. Uh, the other would be Coach Campbell, and uh, you know, you look at his career. He coached forty-two seasons down there in Lincolnton, uh, an astronomical record. 477 wins, 83 losses, and three ties. Uh, that averages out to 11 wins per season for more than four decades. Um, how did Coach Campbell manage such sustained, sustained success? Well, I, I don't know what he would say, uh, but I, just me on the outside looking in, uh, Coach Campbell was one of those, it is one of those guys that, uh, he's real humble. If you met him, you wouldn't know he was the winningest coach in the state of Georgia. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of arrogant people in the sporting business. He's not one of them. And uh, he's always been, he's always, now, we've gone, we've had our share of battles on and off the field. Yeah. Uh, and, but we've always remained good friends. Uh, and But to do that for that sustained period of time uh, is, is highly remarkable. There's a guy in North Carolina, uh, doggone, I can't call his name. He coached at uh, Murphy, North yeah. Carolina, just retired this past year. Uh, he was at that school 47 years and wow. winning his coach in North Carolina. So there he is, and there's Coach Campbell. The guy chasing Coach Campbell is the guy at Marist who's been there 40. Chadwick. Yeah. Chadwick, yeah. yeah. So uh, you got you to be able to stay at a, at a place a long time. One, you got to be willing to stay. Yeah. Two, they got to be willing to keep it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's a two-way street, and I, I'm sure he could have made a whole lot more money coaching somewhere else, but he stayed in Lincoln. Do you think that's the biggest thing that coaches today today could take away from his legacy, or would it be something else? You're. Well, I mean, he he knows how to treat people. Uh, you know, he was always. Uh, his players were disciplined. Yeah, I mean, they, you knew you knew where they were going to be on defense, yep. uh, and they were going to be disciplined. All you, only thing you had to do was beat them, uh, which you couldn't do every time. You know, uh, I but, remember a specific play where I I got thrown around like a rag doll one time in pass protection, uh, and they, I mean, they every year it seemed like they had players like that. Oh, they just uh, you look out there, same numbers, played the same positions every year. Yeah. And it looked like the same team every year. Yeah. Now you throw in every once in a while, you got a Garrison Hurst or somebody like that. Now it makes it a little different, but uh, he always had good players. But he coached them well too. Yeah, and and that's one of the things you know. You look at Commerce and you look at Lincoln County. There are a lot of similarities there. And you know, you mentioned uh, good players. You mentioned uh, disciplined players. Uh, a lot of. A lot of consistency over the years. Um, I think that led to a lot of close games on the field. You know, I, I got here, we, we had 19 games. Eight of them were decided by one score or less. Yeah. Um, of all those games, which were the best that you've seen and, and what was the most memorable? Well, I, all of them. Well, I can always remember Garrison Hurt. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and, and some of those guys off that team, we talk about, I bump into them on occasions. And uh, it wasn't no, it's no disrespect to our team. Hey, Garrison Harris was Garrison. Right. We didn't know it at the time, but we know it now. 
Uh, he came. He placed in the Heisman Trophy voting one year, didn't he? Well, if he had came back at last year, he might have got it. Yeah. But I mean, there's a bunch of them. I, I know 2000. I don't know if it was two or three. Uh, we beat them, and uh, at Commerce uh, must have been every TV station in Atlanta was here. Mm. All the, the the Augusta TV station was here, and at that time. Uh, the TV station out of, uh, what was it, Kenya? Uh, everybody was here. And at that time, everybody had a, uh, every newspaper had their own beat writer. Mm. The Anderson Independent, the, uh, the Gainesville Times, the Athens paper, the AJC, they would come. Now, you won't hardly see a beat writer. Right. It's all called in, or somebody calls it in, and they would write up what they're saying. Then there was a beat writer that came. Right. Well, y'all can remember being at practice when yeah. beat writers would come. And, right. Uh, and everybody was there. I, I remember going out, and all those TV trucks was parked all over the place. And they wasn't there for commerce. They were there <laughs> because Lincoln was going. He Larry was going to break the record. Coach right. Campbell was. And uh, we just happened to we just happened to be in the way that night. And that <laughs> game got postponed a week because of a hurricane. Yeah, we're supposed to that. play the week before and wound up playing a week later. And, and it was a good thing because we had a fullback who played tight end, played uh, blocking back some too, who was diabetic and he was having a rough moose. week. No, nah, it wasn't Moose. I can't think of his name right now. It's all gone at all, but uh, you know, the next week he was fine. You know, he's he was kinda up and down with, with his sugar levels right. and stuff like that. Is it Nick Cox? No. Uh, I think Was it Howell? No, nah, I'll think of it here in a little bit. But uh I, I have a hard time sometimes remembering. Names kinda run together after a while. Yeah. But that was a that was a great game. Cause oh uh, uh it was I remember on the first play of the game. Uh, we came out and ran the option uh, to the, to our to their bench to our right, and uh, we rode it in there. And then we uh, I can't remember if we had to, uh, had to tie it in on the safety, and uh, their cornerback jumped in there. We pitched it to Wilder down the sideline. He went and uh, might have been could have been second play of the game, but it was right off the bat set the tone. And yeah. That was one of my favorite commerce teams, too. That, yeah. Because that was Josh Haynes. Josh Haynes and Dennis Wilder. Dennis, was, yeah. Of course, now, we had some other good players on that team, too. Right. You know, Cache Daniels yeah. was on that team, and Nick Cox, and uh, among a, a really good offensive line. Right. So, uh, and then in, in 2000, uh, we were playing them in commerce. Because we started playing them in the regular season. Uh, some are right along in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why we did was, uh, you know, we couldn't get a game. There wasn't nobody right. to play us. So, uh, and, I, and I'd rather play Lincoln than, than I had play somebody that you could beat. Right. First of all, we couldn't schedule nobody that we could just walk out there and beat. Some teams can, but we couldn't. Uh, they wouldn't play. But I just seemed to play them. And it was always a good game. They brought a good crowd. We brought a good crowd. And... Uh, and if you win, it's great. If you don't win, you move on to the next one. Cause right. you're probably going to see them again. I mean, the road to the state championship playoffs always goes through Lincoln. And it okay. always, and always will. Yeah. I, I specifically remember you saying that after practice a couple of times. But I, that first game we played, 
uh, it was kind of early in the season, and we knew it was going to be pretty good. But uh, uh, now, who was our quarterback state championship year? Oh, uh, Mikey. Mikey. Michael Collins. Uh, you know, he he was he was feeling his way, mm. and uh, and you know we had a good option. And of course, I mean we had Monte Williams, right? Quan Sheeler and Lee Sara, Lee Sara, and all that bunch, and had a had a had a really young offensive line. Mm. Uh, I mean, we had two sophomores in there. Um, so Man, they were good though. That offensive line. They came on and were yeah, real good at the end back. of the year. Right. Uh, so you know, we we kind of was pecking around there, trying to hang in the game and stuff, and and uh, finally, uh, I remember run. We ran a bootleg. To, uh, I can't remember if we hit Lee Sawyer with it or who we hit, and uh, or gonna hit, and he wouldn't throw it, and. She, he was wide open, and I'm I'm standing over. I said, "Throw the ball." <laughs> Next thing I know, he reversed. Uh, Colin reversed his field, came out of there and made a first down. And down the field we went, and uh, we we're gonna kick a field goal because time yeah. had run out. We were in two minute offense after that, and it was long. But Casey Gary now, of course, <laughs> I know it's, I know I know that we've heard fake news before about not having kickers. But he was really good. He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, and uh, so we were going to kick a field goal. And I look out there, and they got 11 guys rushing. Hmm. So when you rush 11 guys, probably somebody's going to get out of the lane, and you're going to rough the kicker. Yeah. I mean, we've never done – we've only done that one time while I was coaching. We did it over at Franklin County and blocked it. Blocked. Almost returned it for a touchdown yeah. to beat them. Uh, <laughs> But at any rate, they they rushing in there, and and, I, and all I did was hear the, you know, when they blocked it, and then I look up, and Casey Gears, uh, he took a pretty good lick, knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he faked it a little bit or what, but I mean they nailed him. Yeah. And uh, the flag goes out, and we get a we gonna get a kick. It's an untimed down now. Mm. I've been in that untimed down. That's yeah. Gordon Lee one time. Yeah. Uh, it's an untimed down. And he makes it, and uh, they all jumping around. Everybody's hooping and hollering and carrying on and stuff. And the next morning's Athens paper has a picture of Casey Geary, and it's taken from above him looking down. He's got his mouth wide open, and in the back of his mouth, he's got a stud. Because <laughs> y'all know. You could have had anything you wanted to as long as you didn't wear it in the field house. You know? yeah, I mean, yeah. When you got to the door, it just came out. Right. And uh, so I'm looking at that. <laughs> I'm looking at that. I didn't, I didn't say nothing. And, and at the time, on Tuesday nights, we had Boost Club meeting where we showed the film. Mm -hmm. Probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 people in there watching it. And somebody asked me afterwards, said, Coach, and they serious now. Says, "What you gonna do about Casey Gear with that stud in his tongue?" And I just kind of turned my head, looked over at him. I says, "What you want me to do? Kick him off the team?" <laughs> I cut the lights out, and went on home. <laughs> of course, I told him, I said, "Boy, you have that all you want to, but next time I see it, I'm gonna reach in there and get tongue and all." <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. That game or yeah, that incident? That, that, not the, I don't remember him having to stud in his tongue. I remember that roughing the kicker. Yeah. I mean, that was, I don't know if I was at that game. 
You missed a good one. I know. Yeah, I missed a good one. I missed some of the good ones. Well, in that year, we beat them, beat them twice, and beat Buford twice. Buford twice. The same year, and that, and I think uh, both the linebackers on that team were freshmen too. I think Cache and Nick Cox were yeah. freshmen. I think you're right. It could have been. It very well could have been. I mean, and they was, were both good linebackers. Yeah. They, they were, uh, they'd never been up against the Lincoln County team. Hmm. And that Lincoln County team was was really good yeah. and well coached. When we went out to the Dome to play them, they were playing a game where they wasn't going to let Monte have it. Uh, the year before we played them in the Dome, we turned it over twice right away, and they scooped both of them up and for touchdowns. And they ain't run an offensive play and had us 14 to nothing. Hmm. Came back, made a heck of a game out of it, and uh, almost got them, but just too much of a deficit against a team yeah. like that. But that year we'd go out there, and if it was third and three, they got four. If it was third and six, they got six. If it was third and nine, they got ten. Uh, yeah. I mean, we couldn't get off the field on third down for nothing. And uh, we rocked along there. We, we've not got a first down, and it's way into the second quarter. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we had changed that week. We had put Monte Williams, we put him up on the line of scrimmage on punt return. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember that, yeah. We and put Wilder back. They, they wasn't going to punt. Nobody punted to him anyway. Right. So we got him up there. had him and Collins and, and uh, Daniels and... Uh, Cox, all everybody that could go get the, they were there, and uh, Monte blocks the punt. Yeah. Casey Gary picks it up, uh, and that turns the game a little bit in our favor. And we're still down. Uh, I think they they got us uh, fourteen to seven. I believe that's right. I think they had us fourteen to seven, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and we still hadn't already got a first down. Um, and we're coming down the field. We had a had an option play where we reverse pivot and come down the line and pitch. And uh, and we had a pass off of it. And their secondary was really good. I mean, really good. If you put it in the air, they might have it. And uh, it's and you're not going to catch them if they get it. Yeah. And... Uh, We've thrown to David Evans. I don't know whatever. I don't know ever why I thought. It, I don't know why, but I mean it's a good play, you right. know, because that corner comes rolling up. We're gonna hit him right behind the corner, mm -hmm. and the safety can't get over the top. And the next thing I know, there's a crowd of them out there for them, and we threw it over his head, and and that was it for them. But we're running out of time, and uh, but the best way to get to the end zone for us was to make sure Monte had the ball, mm. uh, and we ran them. If y'all remember, we we run a lot of isolation because Quan Schuler weighed about two sixty yeah. fullback, and uh, they had to fill in a hurry. We'd hit in there, we'd pull the guard around, we'd cut back with the tailback, mm. and he cut back, and then slid out to his left and was gone about sixty yards. I don't know how far it was, but it was he outran everything Lincoln and had. <laughs> Only thing that outran him was. Uh, was uh, Wes Massey yeah. playing wide out. He could fly. Too. He always will. In the state championship film, you always see him, Wes Massey, Getting down the field. Yeah, he could fly. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, he, he, he caught up with him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we went for two. 
then we we went. I can remember it now. Players knew what we were going to run because we practiced it all the time. Deuce's right, 31 Pittsburgh. All we were going to do was load uh, with the fullback, pitch off the end, double crack with the two wide outs, arc the two back and pitch it, and he goes into the corner. Bam. Yeah. And we beat him. Uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, hey, to boot now, we back there fixing the punt. We backed up in our own territory, uh, and they put, we we go on the line freeze and uh on punt on, no on the, we came out of the huddle with on the line freeze and uh uh we had a left tackle wilkie yeah uh, jumps mm, biscuit and, yeah and we were fixing it we were we, we might have considered going for it but we couldn't it was on our own we might have been on our 20 yard line oh, well. side of it but i mean we'd run out of time uh, and so, uh, we go back to punt. They got 11 guys up there. Well, they're not 11 to rush. They 11 to contain Collins to keep him from running. Mm. They thought he's going to fake it. And that was the old turf in the, in, yeah, out yeah. there. And it was hard as a rock. Well, everybody's wearing tennis shoes. You we, we, yeah. And had stuff on your elbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. He'd get burnt. And his punt hit and it's, it, what you practice get about going to the dome was you got to field everything. If you don't, it rolls forever. Right. I think it was about 75, 80-yard punt. I think I remember hearing that. Just and that rolled. changed the complexion of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which we may have been the only teams going in, unless somebody had a had turf at their school, the only team that went and practiced. Because we'd always go practice at the university. Yeah, one day in Georgia to, practice, yeah. At the Buttsmere, practice on the turf. Now, now everybody's got turf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except, except for us, we need we need to, we need to go that direction. But, yeah. And we will we will shortly. I don't know when shortly is, but, I mean, that's, that's the only way to go now. Just too much traffic on it anymore. Right. Um, There's one legend I wanted to ask you about. I've heard this story, but I've never heard it completely i think it was that larry campbell game you were talking about earlier where he's going for his 300th win uh i've heard the commerce chain crew got ejected from that game do you recall anything about that i I don't know if it was that game i thought it was athens academy no it was it was against lincoln i don't know if it was that game or it was another game we had with lincoln that was a big game because every time you played lincoln it was a big game right and uh of course, I'd always tease Coach Campbell that that uh, you know I had uh, cousins and uncles that were officiating and all <laughs> that, uh, stuff like that, and uh, uh, he'd take offense and, uh, <laughs> and he. So uh, I, I, there was a crowd there. The bank was covered with people. I mean, you couldn't stir them. You couldn't right. walk through it, and and uh, the game got held up. And I'm looking. I can't tell what's going on. I can see the head, the referee, the white hats over there talking with him, and so the guy on my side, side judge, he goes over to see. He comes back, and I said, "What's what's going on?" He said, "Got had to eject the guy on the uh, chain crew, Bob Nelson." Bob Nelson. <laughs> uh, and I said, "What did he do?" And uh, I, he said, "I don't know, coach, but he's gone." And and so. But Coach Campbell was having a stroke over there because he said he was he, he was up there uh, still hollering down on the field. 
And and all of us know Bob. He wasn't doing that. Yeah. And they might they could have been several others that were, you yeah. know, but it wasn't Bob. So I, I told the guy on my side. I said, okay, let's go over and see what the problem is. He said, Coach, you can't go over their sideline. I said, come on, I you can go with me. Then. <laughs> so I walked over there, and Coach Campbell's got his back to me, and he's pointing around. And uh, I said, Coach, what's the problem? He turns around and he says kind of shocked him a little bit i said coach he said they he won't leave he's up there hauling i said coach you point him out to me and i'll go get him and they there's there's a thousand people standing on that bank he couldn't do it and that was it for that there was no more said so <laughs> I, I went on back we went back to play oh well that's a good story i'd, I'd never heard it uh completely so Appreciate that. I can't remember what year that was. I remember that too, but I just remember it being at the academy. But I remember both <laughs> having to leave. Well, uh, Jesse, do you have anything you wanted to add? I asked you to come up with some questions, but you might. You uh, pretty, you pretty well covered. I probably covered got them all. What I was. <clears throat> well, uh, you one, one more story I'll tell you about Langdon. In two thousand and five, we played them in the dome, and we were pretty good on defense. And we wasn't bad on offense either. Right. Who was that quarterback? Six. Yeah, who was a six? Ruben. Yeah, who was that quarterback? Brandon Barden. Barden, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was about, what, he six, was four or five. He was yeah, big guy. And Ruben I can remember them that. on third down and one, him falling forward for a first down. No, fourth down and one going in. They went mm. for it. And he just barely got the first down. And, uh, but... Coach Campbell's always bad about running. Uh, he, double reverse, double reverse pass. I mean, you always had to be ready for that kind of stuff, right. you know. And uh, we had uh, Dante Martin at, at the right end, defensive end, and Alonzo Huff at the left defensive right. end. And they were really good. He's all state. And uh, so <clears throat> they came out of there with some formation. Next thing I know, they pitched it over to the right. We got everybody running over there. You can see Dante. He's 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 trailing in the backfield. He's chasing that guy. He sees the handoff coming back, and no, they pitch a sweep going that way. And he sees the the handoff coming back, and then he hands it again, and they gone and they gone. Well. So he doubles and goes right back up over the center and chases that guy down that's gone around the end in 35 yards and makes makes the play. Man. See, that's one of the best plays I've ever seen. So the guy that's – Lee Chompkins is coaching at Lincoln. Right. Now. He was on that staff okay. at, uh, at that time. And we're sitting out at a, a coach's clinic in Atlanta, and uh, we're talking, and uh, – I said, uh, I said, Chunkins, uh, that doggone uh, double, triple, reverse y'all ran. Now, whose idea was that? Because he was supposedly the offensive coordinator, right. you know. He says, let me tell you the story. He said, we in a staff meeting. Coach Campbell draws that play up, and I'm looking at it, and I said, Coach. And uh, I said, it, it's not sound. It won't work. It's not sound. We don't have we don't have that outside linebacker blocked, and uh, Coach Campbell said, "Well, run it anyway." He says, "But Coach, it's not sound. We don't have everybody blocked." Coach says, "Well, we're gonna run it anyway," and he says, "But one more time, 
and uh, he says, Coach Campbell says, but hell, we're going to run the play because our guy is better than their yeah. guy. <laughs> How many times do you think Coach Campbell's done that? <laughs> our guy players. Is better, yeah, our guy's better than his guy. And that's how that came about. Yeah. Uh, it was a good goal line stand in that game two. Going right for half. half. Right. Yeah. I remember right the momentum half. there. I remember Dante, too. I blocked him or tried to block him every day on the scout team. I was going to say, wait a minute now, if you blocked him. <laughs> I might have blocked him once, maybe. He, tri- he tripped, tripped and fell down. <laughs> he was a player. He was yeah. so he was a good player. Well, uh, you know, we, we're going down there tomorrow night for a region championship, potentially. Uh, if we win the game, we get first. If we lose the game, we get fourth, uh, most likely. Do you have any – Predictions, or do you have anything thoughts on the game, or or what might happen? I, I've seen our team a little bit this year. Uh, I've watched them play. I, of course, now I'm just a fan. I just I watch the ball. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, talk to people. That's what I do best. Uh, but I have gone by, hadn't spent much time because I don't want to be in the way. Uh, the coaches and that coaching staff done a real good job of yeah. holding this team together and. And uh, they, they've gotten better. Um, you know, I had a little hiccup again with Social Circle, but Social Circle, wasn't, it's not the same Social Circle we've been used to seeing. And, you know, could have won the game. Just left too many points on the field. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you, when, you, when you get chances, you've got to score. You right. can't and get a field goal blocked and, and then botch up something else down there, you know. And So, at any rate, I went by, what's today, Thursday? I went by Tuesday. Uh, afternoon and uh, watched about 15, 20 minutes of offensive team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at our line of scrimmage and uh, they're a lot bigger than you think they are. They are. Uh, uh, they, they certainly look better than they did with the first time I saw them. I was going, whoops. Uh, you know, they've come a long way. Uh, the running backs we got uh, – and I can't recall names. I, I can give you numbers. Mm-hmm. What is it, 21? What's Shockey. That's the fullback. Uh, he's the fullback. He's not bad. Uh, two. That's Draylon Martin. Draylon Martin bad. is bigger than you think he is. Yeah. yeah. He's tough. Uh, and he's thick. He he's practices hard. Um, and six, you can tell he's young by looking at him, but he's a really good player. He is. Um, and uh, what's six's his name? Jaden, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. He's, uh, uh, you know, his daddy Lamar played. His daddy Lamar play, scored a touch, winning touchdown against Lincoln and in Lincoln at one time. He just <laughs> had the unfortunate. He was Mont. He was there when Monte was there. He was there when Monte was there, and uh, he was also there uh, when Wilder was there. Yeah. yeah and uh, but he scored a winning touchdown uh, at uh, at Lincoln one year. Well, that I didn't know that, but sure did. We're planning on going down to the game tomorrow night, and if I guess if you're listening to the show, you probably are too. Um, so I hope that the Tigers come out on top. We hope for a good game. And uh, really appreciate you, Coach, coming on the show and telling us about Lincoln County and telling us some great stories. Jesse, thanks for being here and adding, adding a bunch. Uh, but we'll be signing off, and uh, thanks for listening. Phenomenal job there by Uncle Psalm. We wanted to come back in just for a little outro one more time to send you on your way. Get your potluck picks in. 
Enjoy Friday night, the last regular season game, so you know the season's winding down. Just enjoy it tomorrow. Get out there if you're not going to the Tigers game. I know we got some Winder folks that listen, got some Jackson County folks that listen, got some Camden County folks that listen. Get out there and enjoy it. No matter the weather, layer up, get you some get you some coffee, whatever you need. Get out there and enjoy Friday night, uh, one more fall regular season game. Uncle Sloan, you got any final thoughts? Great interview, by the way, from Uncle Sloan. Great job. Thanks. It was fun. I only asked the questions. Uh, Coach Savage provides all the hilarity. Uh, but, no, nah, just go Tigers. Go Tigers. Let's get it.